Welcome on Licht listeners. Um, now I'm having a conversation with Ben Templestep, who I've met many years ago in um, Byron Bay when he was doing sound healing. And I've seen him recently and was so inspired by, by what he was doing that I decided to bring on him on the podcast. So Ben is a music producer, a DJ, sound healer, a workshop facilitator. He's um, involved with some really exciting projects. And yeah, I really feel this is a great person for you to listen to, to be inspired by, to unleash your full potential in many different um, areas. So Ben, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative for you to invite me to come on and share uh, a little bit about, um, you know, what my intention is as a music producer, as a DJ, as a, as a sound healer, and as a workshop facilitator. Thank you so much for inviting me to come along. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. So, so what is your intention? Um, yeah, let's, let's start with the first kind of like title, uh, the music producer. Okay, so, you know, many people ask, like, what actually is a music producer and, you know, what is their role in the artistic uh, expression of music on a global level uh, as a whole? And essentially, I see the role as a music producer is a person who is almost like a collaborator. Uh, it would make sense that my last EP is actually called Collaborations because what I see in music production is, is a way to bring together frequencies and which is essentially instruments and uh, electronic elements into union where uh, the, the traditional sense of music producer is often, you know, the electronic musician producer, which is designed music for the dance floor. And yet we're now in this kind of uh, world where acoustic elements and electronic elements are now being formed into a unified kind of sound. And so therefore, what I see the new paradigm of the music producer is this kind of like world bridger between ancient technologies of, you know, world music, uh, global cultures, shamanic cultures, uh, cultures that are bringing you know, ancient technologies and ancient traditions. And then you've got this future technology, which is the, the way that we now use music production technology to be able to generate frequencies that ancient acoustic instruments could never uh, generate, such as super low frequencies, bass frequencies, high frequencies, and very powerful, uh, you know, dance rhythms, pulses, sounds, textures, and then, then the music producer is essentially to bring those all together in a way, this is for me, in a way where there is like almost like this global cultural experience going on of, you know, multiple electronic music genres going on and this fusion between some of the ancient technology and some of the new technology. And it's all centered around, you know, balance and it's all centered around the, the, the dance or having some form of transformational experience. I think that's a good place to start. Nice one. So <clears throat> picking up from the last sentence, the, the, the dance floor having um, a transformational experience, definitely, you know, so I'm, for me as a very avid, you know, listener and dancer for many years and now also a DJ, 
that's also my intention uh, to to do on the dance floor not not just to make people dance but to create transformational experiences and journeys to make people feel to make people connect and and I'm resonating very much with your music and what you said about um, bringing together different technologies different genres different aspects different um, instruments you know so yeah the Amazonian music by itself is beautiful but then you know put some put some bass and put some glitch over it and suddenly it's like wow like you have something something new you know something which is bigger than the sum of the parts and uh, and yeah I mean I mean um, genres are a bit you know like everything is you know titles and definitions and stuff but uh, but you know in the global base uh, genre or movement I see a lot I basically just <laughs> I have to say I just discovered this it's like I've been listening to this stuff for, for years and suddenly I'm like oh this is how it's called that's that's good uh, one of or one of its name at least um, and yeah I'm I'm personally drawn to to all of this you know Indian Indian uh, sounds and ethnic sounds and Amazonian shamanic um, Latin sounds and French chansons and you know uh, Ukrainian folk singers and whatever you know and and you know Bandcamp doesn't put a genre on because because sometimes it's very difficult to actually say what the genre is anymore. Mm. Absolutely, and I think that in essence, uh, genre is like a it's like a wave. It's like a frequency. It's like a, it's like a feeling of resonance where you feel that you have a sense of belonging or relationship to the music in the moment. And so in essence, you know, the person that you're communicating with is a person that is resonating energy or music that is in relationship to the now moment. What that means is that if you were to communicate with me in five years or 10 years time, or even five years or 10 years or 20 years back, we would be communicating a bit about a different frequency, a different genre, a different experience. But the essence of music is beyond genre. And yet at the moment, we find this relationship in exactly what I'm communicating about, which is this fusion between ancient and new and this fusion between you know global cultures and electronic music and there's there is definitely a wave going on and that that wave is creating these transformational experiences where people are able to relate to that wave and that i think is a really important uh, role that we have as 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 men as women in society to to bring that so i'm so glad that you're djing right now because it's really important that you bring your unique uh vibration to dance floors because that is playing an important role for so many people to receive that and that's you know when i'm setting up for a dj set or when i'm like sitting down to produce some music you know in this genre in this frequency i'm coming at it from a place where it's like humbled to even be able to say something in the field of this if that makes sense yes yes totally and that's i think there's a there's a combination between kind of like humility but also um not exactly pride but kind of like this is who i am this is what i love this is what i bring and if you want to listen to it that's great so we're talking about bringing our own um own stuff and, and honestly 
one of the reasons I wanted to become a DJ is that I, I f- was yearning to hear certain things, certain music, certain um, tempos, certain genres, and I wasn't hearing them. Uh, or I had ideas. I was like hearing all of this, all of this beautiful ayahuasca music, medicine music over the past few years. And I was like, wow, I wish like, I wish to hear this kind of music on a dance floor, you know, with some beats on it. And, <laughs> and that was two years ago. And then in the past two years, I don't know if it's just me, but uh, I think this is a really, really big trend. Yeah. Like, have, have you seen this uh, kind of like ayahuasca getting into, uh, into dance floors? Without of that? course. Of course. Look, for me, it was, um, let me say, five years ago, uh, maybe, actually, maybe more was seven years ago, uh, when my medicine path began and uh, when my medicine path began, I very quickly became uh, a musician within a group of medicine uh, carriers uh, here in Australia. And uh, in actual fact, uh, part of the musicians that were sharing the music as part of the medicine ceremonies were Israelis. And there was a lot of Hebrew songs coming through and there was a lot of Middle Eastern music and there was a lot of uh, medicine songs, a lot of Portuguese songs, a lot of uh, traditional world music songs and instruments coming through. And essentially, you know, what uh, the name Temple Step came from or the name Temple Step Project came from was essentially exactly what you're talking about. Uh, it was the, the embodiment of... Uh, my prior experience to to getting involved in the medicine path, uh, which was being involved in electronic music culture in Australia, which at the time was the Psytrance scene. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. So many of us came from the Psytrance scene. Yeah, I was there. Exactly. So, like, I was performing in uh, performing and writing Psytrance for like ten to fifteen years before I got involved with medicine music, and then getting involved with medicine music and getting involved with wellness industry and getting involved with yoga industry and meditation and, you know, awakening culture. Uh, I realized that there was a second awakening to, to my artistry. And in actual fact, I'll recognize that there'll be many awakenings to my artistry where the attachment is actually got nothing to do with the genre, but bringing it back to what we're actually communicating here is what we're saying is, that in essence, it was about bringing that ceremonial vibe to the dance floor. And that's what, if you read my bio on, on many of my social media sites, it's exactly that is how could I fuse what I was experiencing, the music I was experiencing in the medicine ceremonies on the dance floor. And so I started writing uh, music with the musicians that I was doing the ceremonies with. Um, and then, and which I still continue to write music with the people that I do ceremonies with. Uh, the main person, which is actually the person I was doing so much with, which is um, a very good friend and teacher, friend and brother, who's uh, Darpan, who's the actual the person that does all the spoken word in some step project. And so what I was doing was, in essence, bringing through the, the vibrations that those uh, awakenings were occurring uh, and merging the ceremony in the dance floor. So I completely understand uh, that, that intention. And then what actually grew was around me. And I'm not, I'm not saying I brought the genre because there was no way that I brought the genre. It was way bigger than everything that was going on. 
uh, with some incredible artists that actually grew, like Obuho, Nicola Cruz, Chantra, uh, a whole South American performance started to come out, and then the genre had been born. So we're now at a stage now where I see what's going on with the electronic and the shamanic music culture is there is this, this kind of moment where everyone's sitting back and going, okay, it's kind of happening now. Who is going to take it to another level? Because it's like, it's almost like that search for the new, that search for which is transformational is in relationship to that which is cutting edge and that which is cutting edge is usually what i've seen in the experience of my relationship with music is a relationship between the old and the new honoring both in perfect balance and one new fresh x factor of which is the unnameable and I'm not attempting to name it here. It is the very question that every artist seeks to answer once they have had a deep relationship and experience with the, with the medium. And so that kind of brings the whole conversation back. I mean, it's like, a, well, okay, yes, I'm a music producer. I can understand how to put a song together. I can take a song like when I first heard Nessie Gomez, uh, this particular song that she sung, I related to the experience of medicine music becoming a global phenomenon. And when I heard this song, I realized it's important that I translate this song to a dance floor experience because the message behind what she was singing was so potent and so important to humanity, which in some places around the world is turning into war, turning into famine, turning into you know, corporations just using money as some form of God and remembering what is the relationship between people and what is the relationship between humanity. And so my reflection of that on an artistic soul level is, well, amplify that frequency of what Messi's talking about there, you know, and really support that with beats, support that with bass, support that with dynamics, support that with atmospheric, support that with transformational frequencies and effects that actually amplify what the artist is doing. And that's a big part of my philosophy is not necessarily being like the person. I'm not like all about like being a huge entity that tours around the world and being like famous for like being a music producer. I realize the potential of music on the planet as being a highly transformational tool. And I serve that in a way that uh, is often very difficult and often very challenging, but I realize when people come up to me after when I make an offering of either a DJ set or maybe I produce a track or maybe I do a sound hearing or maybe I do a workshop and talk about sound, I realize that I am a core part of a movement that is utilizing the movement, utilizing uh, sound and music, and it actually is creating transformation in people. It actually is. I'm actually changing the frequency, and I'm owning my creator uh, in transforming the frequency of the planet. And that, that's where I get really uh, excited by it, and that's where I really start to connect to more than being 
you know, like an artist that is like big on the headlining name of the next biggest festival around the world. Hmm. And I think, thank you for sharing that. And I guess, I guess sometimes in order to, in order to make a change and to stand up for something, we have to stand up. And we, when we have, when we stand up, we are seen. And yeah. It's, it's always that, that balance between, you know, channeling and allowing whatever, you know, to flow through you, but also, you know, it's, it's Martin Luther, Luther King, you know, it's Gandhi, it's, you know, it's Kennedy, if, let's say, let's say this, <laughs> let's say, well, let's assume he was good, you know, it's, mm. it's whoever that is, that it's Malcolm X, it's the people that, that still stand up and say, hey, I'm, it's not about me, but yeah, right now it's, it's my name on the door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. This joke when I was uh, doing like a lot of sexual healing and stuff and, and also coaching people and people say, it's not about me, it's not about you, me. And I'm like, okay, but it's your name on the door. So you still have to like own it. And, and, and then, yeah, channel and channel and channel and share. And, and I mean, you, you gave quite an amazing, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't just a set. It was, uh, I'm kind of like afraid to say it was a bit of a performance as well. And I, I usually I don't, I don't so, so I don't get so excited by performances um, because usually usually when I see DJs I want the DJ to disappear and just everything to be about the music and the people but in your case it's like I really enjoyed you like you actually did something that it's, in some ways you were my shadow and I embraced it I was like you know what he's like he's making a show but he's getting people pumped like you were like you were just just and again the word shaman is used a lot and and stuff and you know it's a big word but you're definitely activator okay like you're definitely activating the whole dance floor and and also you were playing so in some way it's kind of like you're excused because you were playing uh you were playing a musical instrument but but even if you weren't that was the thing there was a very beautiful for me as a very <laughs> quite an opinionated judgmental proudly opinionated judgmental person I was like, you know what? That that works. That's great, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Uh, so so maybe that's a great that's a great segue to talk about. You know, we talked about you as a producer, and we can still go back to it later. Um, what's your intention? Is uh, if it's if it's different as a DJ, and how is it different to be a DJ to also play other people's uh, tracks uh, versus your own tracks? Uh, building a set. Um, yeah, yeah. If you want to talk a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, just before I just go into that, I just want to share a little bit about and just say thank you for your reflection. I, I really appreciate your reflection. And I just want to share that uh, people often ask, you know, like, okay, like you're performing. And, and what I actually say to them is what you're witnessing in that moment is that's actually you're seeing how much a man or human being or woman it's just me in that moment loves music what, yes. what, what you're experiencing is that I'm, I'm, make, I'm, I'm allowing my boundaries to fall down and become highly authentic in front of them in front of a crowd and sharing how much this music that I'm about to play or that I'm playing in this moment moves me and that for me is is this is the most authentic level of performance is like allowing music to move you and sharing that in a way that is dance and sharing that away in a way that is authentic and finding some form of level of like communication where, where I'm letting myself go 
and then giving permission for other people to let go around me because I don't care how I'm seen. I don't care how I'm judged. It doesn't matter what I, what I, what I do care about is this track rocks. This track is amazing. <laughs> I love this track. And, and I'm going to share with you in body language and in my energetic body how much I love her. And that, that for me, I think is an infectious energy, you know. And how that then relates to myself as a DJ is that, you know, anything that I do on a public performance level or whether it's a workshop or a DJ set or a sound healing or a workshop, whatever it is, it's like inspiring people about the love of an art form is about reflecting that each of us have the potential to love something so deeply that they believe in it so deeply. In other words, they believe in, like for me, I totally know the healing power of music. Like it's like, it's like something said to me a long time ago, you have to embody the transformational uh, gift that you have. In fact, actually, it was actually ayahuasca and the medicine path that actually said, it's time now for you to really share your authentic embodiment of being a healer through music. And I was like, okay, can do as long as you continue to teach me. Yeah. As, as long as music continues to teach me because music and even DJ sets are not, they're not, it's not easy to write. In fact, it's very hard to write good music. It's actually very hard to put good DJ sets together and seamlessly coordinate them and play them. And it's also very hard to play music over the top of DJing, which is what I do. I DJ at the same time as I play live music over the top of that at the same time. And so essentially what my higher self is doing by DJing is saying, challenge yourself to the point that you're pushing the edge within your own thing. And then in that moment, share nothing but the pure love of the expression of what you're doing. And then stand back and just let go and do nothing. And see what happens. Mm. And what I've, no I've noticed when I've done that so many times, like put 110% effort into a DJ set. Get the right track for the right tracks in the order. Get your live instruments, get them over the top, make them sound the best they can. Put a lot of time and energy into what you do and give 120, 110, whatever it is, do not cut any edges and make sure it's your best offering every single time you do that. Hmm. Right? Don't, don't ever choose second best in what you're about to do because every moment you play out or you do anything on a public level, that's your opportunity to transform people's lives. And so if it's kind of like, yeah, it was good or it was like, yeah, it was fucking bullshit. It was like next level. And that's where I'm like, I have to be in that place, not for the gratification of that, but for its healing potential in the, in the mm. crowd, in the space that um, I'm generating that frequency. And in that way, what tends to occur is that there's an incredible level, level of appreciation that occurs. And I'm so grateful for that because that's when all the energy comes flooding back to me from being and putting all the hours into what I'm doing. An average track for me to produce a track 
I can press play on it in a moment in the dance floor. It takes me one second to press play, but it took me 50 hours to write three minutes worth of music. Yeah. Mm. So that 50 hours, if you times that by a whole set worth of music, that's a lot of hours of commitment towards that moment of, you know, it's kind of like Eminem says, you got one chance to make kind of like your mark on what's going on in, in society. And if you give it your 120%, then you're like, people are going to feel that. And I guess mm. that's what I, what I really see is that sometimes people haven't quite tapped into how powerful the meaning of music is. And that's where I give my gratitude and thanks to the plant nurses because they helped me to remove enough ego in myself to be able to realize it's way more powerful than you think it is, Ben. So you deserve it a lot more stronger than you even consider. So do a really good job. So don't do anything that's even average. Do everything that you feel is your absolute best. And then walk away from it and go to sleep and rest and relax and enjoy and, and don't don't let it be a burden in your shoulders either. You know, like enjoy life. It's it's here to be celebrated. Nice. And and as a like, how long have you been doing this? I mean, I remember seeing you in 2012 or something in in uh, Sound Healing in Byron, uh, where you were like playing uh, instruments as a as a child. Like, how did you get into all of this electronic music thing? Uh, well, I've been a producer for about 25 years. Uh, and I've been a musician for about 30, maybe 32 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. So what, what did you play as a, as a child, as a youngster? Like what, what did you play? Uh, heavy metal drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the other, I think people, before they went into Psytrance, many, many people came from heavy metal. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what I was keep saying to like, um, uh, genre is uh, frequency and frequency is going to change. And right now, you know, you and I are sitting here and we're doing a podcast about a particular persona of a particular person in a particular scene with a particular genre. And what I'm saying is that there is something much bigger going on than that. Yeah. That is the power of music and music across all genres and music. And, and then if you actually take out music, you get to sound. And sound, this is where we can start to segue into sound healing because, uh, and also producing music for other people. So part of my journey uh, in being connected to music and sound is that I, I produce other people. In fact, my full-time job is that I generally produce music for a lot of wellness industry practitioners and I produce music for a lot of singer-songwriters that are people that are coming from heart, people that are coming from places of wanting to create transformation in the planet. And I'm there like audio person. So like I record their voiceovers, I write music for their transformational audio products for their website. I record singer songwriters. I create electronic music around their songs. I uh, mix, uh, do all the audio engineering. I make, I heal sound. So I take something that doesn't sound good and I make it sound as good as it can possibly. You, you heal the sounds. Well, that's what, that's what an audio engineer is because it's kind of like if you heal a body, 
you know, a healer being, it's like someone walks into the healing room and they're like not feeling very aligned and they're not feeling very centered. And then they walk out, they're feeling more aligned and they're more centered. So as an audio engineer and as a producer, you do the same thing, you do it to sounds. And so someone says, I have this song and it's not that good and it's okay, you know, and then you kind of like turn it into its highest level of potential or even an audio engineer you have already a bunch of sounds that already exist and you balance them and you balance the relationship of all the sounds inside the actual music. And then as a mastering engineer, you actually balance each song next to each other. So as a whole album or as a whole release, you, you, you do the final uh, balancing of all the frequencies and all the volumes of all the sounds so that you use a translatable audio product than anyone that's a first player as a DJ or first player on iTunes or first player on Spotify, it is healing sound. It is healing because it's holding, because it's it's balancing, because it's it's being able to hear something and go, I can hear it's in balance and I know what, how to balance that back into its highest potential. Yeah, and, and also to, to support that, I think it's really great that everybody has now access to tools and Ableton and whatever. And also in the same time, I think there's very low production qualities because people don't, don't really, many people don't know how to work with the stuff and don't know how to use, you know, proper engineering and proper mastering and proper whatever. I, I, I don't know it myself. I don't claim to know it. I just, I just hear some things and, 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 you know, it's like I cringe. I'm like, oh my God, it's like you didn't, you're like, you're not hearing like that. So yeah, it's yeah. great that there's people like you who who definitely can can go on a on on very 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 deep level and also have the the you know both the detail the details and also the the big um, uh, seeing the whole track and seeing the track as part of something something bigger. So that's so, so that's really good uh, uh, to hear. Um, th- there's something about the word producer which which for me I always find a bit um, I don't know how to say understated is the word. <laughs> like, yeah. like for me it's like for me it's like you're not a producer well you're a producer also you know but you're a musician yeah. P- producer is a bit like yeah you, you produced uh, something for a wellness something okay I mean there's a little bit of production there, but even for that you you write music that's correct so so I don't know if it's something that other people in the industry are aware of it's just uh, you know Jay Dila is, is a producer but for me it's like he's one of the best musicians ever ever existed including Beethoven I don't yeah. know if you hip hop and stuff. I love hip hop. Yeah. So J J Dila, you know, J D it's it's like he's he's legendary as a producer. And for me I'm like I'm like he doesn't just produce stuff for other people. He made, you know, the album Donuts mm. that mm. when I when I listened to it I couldn't go to sleep. I was tired. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on in this? It's like yeah. yeah so so just you know as as a as a I don't know if we need to find a, a new um title or if I know something for you to look at you know it's like it's like for me it's you're first of all a musician and and then also a producer and and you know collaborator and so on so that's uh well it's a it's it's a good subject and I think it's important to um communicate about is the producer in essence kind of like uh the musician inside the producer is almost like the shadow of the producer because um Let's say this is just my personal uh, explanation of producer. The producer really can hear something, anything in any stage of its creation form, whether it's from the start, like right at its embryonic stage, 
right through to just about being completed, right? Mm-hmm. And hear what it means, right? That is the role of the producer. Mm-hmm. And then the, the musician is part of, they have to own themselves as a creator and to own themselves as a creator, they need to own the fact that they use a laptop uh, as an instrument. And what we live in a society where a musician plays an instrument, that the concept that a computer is an instrument is still kind of taking some time for mainstream culture to really like acknowledge, no, a computer is just as much of an instrument as a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's what people, uh, that's why the, the, the musician part of a producer is in the shadow and the, well, I'm a producer, you know, because like I can hear what's wrong with a song and tell them what's wrong with it. But the real person that is actually in service to music as an offering where that any song of any musician on the planet or any song of any artist on the planet, whether a producer or a musician, is to not, to not only be able to say, I know what a song needs, but to actually be able to actually do what the song needs and yeah. to be able to say, I know what it needs and this is what I reckon it needs and then everyone sits back in the room that where, where that production session is going on and say, and says, damn right, that's what it needed. That's fucking taking it to the next level. Holy mm. shit. Whoa, you just did something that our, now everyone's moving. Everyone's feeling, everyone's yeah. listening. And that for me is like, that's, that's why people hold on to the producer as more of an, almost like an egotistical kind of like role name kind of thing of like, no, I'm a producer rather than a musician. But mm. the thing is that the actual musician is actually the dark light that they need to bring through because sometimes it's about a particular drum programming. Sometimes it's about a synth programming. Sometimes it's about a mix it's, a, it's an audio engineer change. Sometimes it's a part of the mastering audio engineer change. Sometimes it's part of an arrangement composition change. And all those, all those elements are all part of the sphere of the producer. They're all part of the, the art form as the producer and that they feel confident to be able to bring their unique kind of like frequency uh, response or their analysis of what's going on and really being able to like be confident in their execution. So it's not just about judgment and going, I don't like that or I do like that. It's about going, that's, I can identify that that's not working. So therefore giving constructive criticism, but it's not just being constructive criticism. And now I actually know what to do with the tools that I have in my computer and MIDI controllers and, you know, speakers to be able to actually transform and take it to that level where everyone just, wow. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Done. You know, Hmm. and on, and honestly, like even after 25 years, I am still learning how to do that. I'm not saying like, I know what I'm doing. Whenever I sit down to write a song, whenever I sit down to put a DJ set together, whenever I, have set up my equipment to do a sound healing or even a workshop. 
for me, my relationship with sound and music and the art of that is about learning, is about listening, is about coming from a space where you're being educated by the medium itself and your and the people's responses to the medium. In other words, what that means is you might generate a sound or you might play a song as a DJ or you might write a song, but actually looking at the very subtle mannerisms in people's bodies teaches you everything about what your art form is actually doing. Mm. Music isn't designed to be owned. Music isn't created to be mine or yours. Music is designed for the people and for community to embrace whatever they want to embrace through it, whether it's celebration, whether it's ceremony, whether it's a dance floor, whether it's a concert, whether it's the many ways, whether it's a, a tribal ritual, maybe it's the many ways that people use music. And in essence, it's like a, a, music is a channel. Music is like a, a conduit. And the intention behind that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Knowing, knowing how to actually create music that people don't even listen to and feel the intention behind is the master's path, is the path of the student, is the path of the learning, the humble learner. And knowing and being confirmed in one's intention, which is coming from a heart space, which is coming from a loving transformational space, mm-hmm. I feel is where we start to tap into some of the incredible things that our music can say. Nice one. I'm, <clears throat> I'm happy you made the the definition and distinction for me and for those listening and maybe now I understand a little bit better what the, what your producer is and it sounds like a little bit like a, a midwife and a doula and like you said a, a healer for like whatever whatever sounds needs healing I also hear the part of um, a conductor you know so it's sometimes not making the music himself um, but but um, facilitating you know the best the best way for the music to, to come out mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, like I also hear like there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a shadow there, you know, so maybe like some producers don't make any music at all. And it's the musicians which are sometimes more known than, than the producer itself. Mm. And then I don't know, maybe needs to, to for on one hand, you know, some people want to be in the shadow, but for some people it's like they want some recognition as well. Mm. You know? Cause you know that that musician, you know, it's like sound engineers are the, are some of the, Sound and mastering, you know, are some of the hidden uh, heroes of of the whole music industry. Correct. Because so many things. I, I saw a, I saw an interview with a guy called I think Ben Power, um, a big mastering guy and stuff. And it's and for me, I, I I again I don't know anything about this world, but I learned so much, and not about the technicality, but really about the role of of how important such a person is. Um, so how do you, uh, it's like sometimes do you feel like, oh, I wish I would like play more, like like play an instrument more, I wish I would DJ more, I wish I produce more, or do you find that you're quite in balance with the different um, things that you're doing in, in, your, in your life? I, f- I find that I'm quite in balance. And I guess um, if there's anything that I would like to do more would be to produce more of my own music and to 
play my own music out more in environments where people are like, we want to hear what just what you created. <laughs> mm. And, uh, and that's, that's something that I'm working through in my own personal life. Um, and I guess that there's a certain ego identification to being in service to other people that I'm working through. I'm now at a stage in my life where I'm starting to recognize, well, in actual fact, you may be able to be more in service by actually writing more of your own music than writing, than being a shadow producer or a ghost producer for other people's music mm. uh, more. And um, I, I hope that, that answers your question. Yeah, it, it answers. And, you know, I'm also, I have different hats and, and some of them, you know, transformation, you know, coach and, and so on. And, and I'm hearing this and a part of me goes like, yes, I would love to hear that. You know, the music, music of others that you play is great. Um, and, and even service is great, but also service is, service is one value, but it's not the only value. And I know that personally yeah. I've been, I've been, I thought it's the highest value for me. Okay, I thought like oh, everything needs to be service, and you know I would learn something. I would try to like you know make like a, a a blog post about this, and you know channel it to other people and teach other people. And what changed for me in the in the past year? I took a sabbatical, and now it's much more about what's fun for me, what do I enjoy, what's passionate for me, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a bit of a transition. I'm doing a little, much less tantra. And much more, you know, DJing. And right now, I'm not, you know, rocking dance floors like you do. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just starting. But it's just so much fun. It's fulfilling by itself. So when I hear you talk about, you know, ego and and stuff like this, it's like ego and you know versus service and and so on. I think you'll be much more in service when you really like step into doing what what you want to do and and playing your music. And uh, there's something that also that they called healthy healthy pride. You know, that's like, yeah, I made this, yeah. you know, I worked 50 hours for that, you know, three minute, three minute song. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I personally, that would be my, uh, my wish and maybe others, others as well. And, um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, when you're, when you're speaking to me, I'm, I'm, I can already hear the music inside me that I would respond to. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just and I'll just share with you actually what I'm hearing right now as you're uh, doing some healing work with me right now, which I'm really appreciating. Mm. Is is that um, uh, for a while now I've been hearing um, taking uh, inspirational uh, audio of all these different people providing spoken word in all these different. Um, of all these different spoken word people, like men and women, uh, gurus and no gurus, uh, people from the street. You know, what I'm hearing is that there's some music that needs to come through where I mishmash all this message content of spoken word and create some form of Thing that's like this fusion between sound healing and dance floor where it's like kind of like the person is it, the brain is just completely knocked out because they're attempting to receive the message of every single 
sample of every single voice that I'm layering on top of each other, right? (laughs) And what happens is that it just gets knocked out because there's all these voices communicating over the top of each other and which to a point that, that all those voices, all those samples of different incredible people that I, you know, work with and I'm relating to and people that do amazing spoken word stuff around the planet. And then there's this, this, this sound that emerges from the thousands of voices that I've layered onto each other. <laughs> and the purest sound that kind of comes through, and this is kind of like my kind of like essence kind of coming through as a single high frequency sound. And that, that, that sound kind of opens up and becomes wide and then becomes deep and envelops the entire space where word becomes void and void becomes frequency. And mm. in that space, then maybe that's the beginning of the set. Maybe then a, a rhythm starts to come from that. Maybe the, there's a pulse, there's a dance beat, there's some form of something down in the low frequencies that starts to build and, and reach up the frequencies in the, in the space. And then suddenly the set kind of starts. That's what my inspiration is, is, is uh, being called to, to share as, as you're, uh, offering me to hear my own inner uh, music right now. So I really appreciate that. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> potential. We got the <laughs> we got yet, to be yet to be yet to be created. And that's the thing about you know what I've learned is that it's one thing for me to say it. And that's another thing to do, right? Yeah, and I guess also in the creative process, you know, it's like you might sit and what you'll actually do would be something totally different. Suddenly you'll, you'll come back, you know, in a year and say, yeah, actually what I, I created something with, um, with no, uh, what do you, how do you call it? sound banks, with no sample banks, without like I did everything. I, there's nobody else on my, I didn't use anybody's sample, anybody music. I played all the instruments. I programmed everything. You know, it's like, so it's, and, and I think that's what's beautiful in the creative process. And I know that, yeah. as you know, I, I've written things and I've created things. And, yeah. and, and yeah, and um, yeah, I love it. I want to I wanna go um, kind of like back to something that I put a bookmark on. Actually, when I saw you in Byron, yeah. that I saw you DJ, uh, sorry, not in Byron, in, uh, in um, uh, blah, 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 Bali Spirit Festival, in, in your very awesome um, DJ set that also included your beautiful music. And I saw you having your earphones on the whole set. <laughs> so that surprised me. I was like, wow, like, I'm curious. What's, what's that about, if you can share? Well, essentially what that is, is that's my selfish relationship with the fact that I need very high quality uh, listening environment. <laughs> so what, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say there is that a sound system for me just doesn't sound good at all especially a couple of speakers that are sitting in front of me with a bunch of more powerful speakers that are pointing forward. In actual fact, what occurs in my brain and in the neuroscientific psychoacoustic element in my brain, when I'm hearing the sound that I'm generating and it doesn't sound anything but amazing, then what happens is that the judgment of the quality of the sound affects my relationship with how much I can love the music that I'm sharing. Mm. And thus, what do I do? Put the highest quality level of speakers right next to my ears and keep them on the entire time. Mm. So that what I'm experiencing is 
like way better than the audience is experiencing. <laughs> and, no, no, and now I'm envious. Yeah, yeah, please continue. Yeah, and and, and thus the level of authenticity and about the way that I can express how much love that I have for the, each track that I'm playing is maximized. Mm. Whereas if I'm playing music and I've got my headphones off and it sounds like average, then I think the vibe is average. Mm -hmm. And so I've tricked, I trick myself because I know my brain, I know my uh, psychoacoustic relationship with sound. And so the way that I DJ is that I actually don't, um, like I, in a particularly, in some particular sets like Bali Spirit Festival, I pretty much plan the entire set before I play it so that I don't need to choose tracks in the moment because that, en that engages a part of my brain that says uh, you need to think about what you're doing right now. Yeah. Rather than the part of my brain that says you can actually just enjoy the music that you're sharing and you've done all that hard work beforehand, you know your crowd, you know the demographic of people, you know what you love and if you just actually get out of your head of whether you think this is a good or a bad track and you don't even care and you just listen to how brilliant the production is and the mastery of the producer is, then that's what's going to connect crowd. That's nice. what's, what's going to connect people. And so that's exactly why I use the headphones. And that's exactly why I do it on the whole time. And I look at the same videos. I'm like, oh my God, I'm wearing headphones the whole time. No one else does that. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> what to do? <laughs> well, it works. Exactly, right? It, 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 it works on the fact that we're all listening to the music and I'm listening to the music and we're communicating through the music rather than some form of like, he's the DJ. And I'm like, I'm the DJ. Whereas it's more like, I'm listening to the music and you're listening to the music and we're connecting through the relationship of listening to the music. Yeah, and you also hear the crowd anyway, you know, even though they're like over uh, cover or ear, cover, ear covering, how do you call them? Uh, over ear. Uh, cl closed ears. I heard them that cra at that gig for sure. They were yeah. screaming so loud that even yeah. through my closed ears headphones in between the tracks, I could hear them belting their voices out. Yeah, that, that, was, me, that was me as well. <laughs> Definitely. Close, to the, close to, the, to the stage and going like, yeah, I know it, it was wild. It was wild, man. I was, I was, and, and I can I know when I'm hearing it through the headphones, it must be really freaking loud on the outside. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you, what would you say to either beginner DJs in the you know ecstatic dance conscious uh, music empowering transformation uh, scene, um, or to people who've already been doing this and feel a, feel a bit stagnant? And you can you know make it two separate answers or combine them into one. I'd say to new DJs and producers that are moving into this, you know, scene of, 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 of global 
electronic music of I, I prefer not to necessarily use the word conscious because it's kind of like oh, well, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's in essence it's just another wave of just another culture which is just as valid as the previous culture before it and just as valid as the culture that will come after it yeah. is to find that which is yours and that which is yours is that which makes you unique and be willing to make mistakes finding that. In other words, when you notice along your creative path that you feel disempowered, notice that, one, you may be feeling jealous of another person's resonant vibration. So their vibration, fuck, that guy or that girl, you know, they're like, really happening or they're so good and you're like that's like what you're what you're vibrating with is their frequency is resonant and your frequency is not as resonant okay so what i'm offering is become a student of why so get in touch with that relationship of dumbness of feeling disempowered and feeling challenged in your creative process. And when you're feeling creatively challenged, dumb and disempowered, know that possibly this is your learning moment. Mm. What, you're, what you're doing is you're learning how to be your own frequency. You're choosing in the bandwidth of thousands of frequencies, which is yours. And that which is yours is going to be different and similar to everybody else. It's going to be both completely something that people don't understand, that only you understand, and something that translates to the environment and the culture around you. And so finding that balance point to that which you know, does relate to the culture around. In other words, fault, learning the rules of the culture, learning the rules of the genre, learning the rules of ecstatic dance, you know, the art of ecstatic dance, uh, the, the music that is played and da 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 and who the, who the artists are and how to put the sets together and how to DJ and how to beat match and how to put effects processing and all the stuff that you have to do to be a DJ. And getting to that point where you're, if you start to feel like this is your thing, but then you start to feel shallow about it because you're owning it, then let go of the ownership of it. Find your own unique vibe, let go of the ownership, and remember that music was designed for something that is way bigger than you. So music is designed for community and humanity to rise up and become one too. Mm. To serve that, that's 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 my advice: is is learn everything that you need to learn, and then serve that as something that is way bigger than yourself. Nice, nice, good. Time. And I think, I think then, you know, people feel that, and then and then when they feel that authentically, they want you to come and play at their ecstatic dance. They want you to come and play at their festival. They want you to come and play at their home private home party. They want you to do lots of things because they just feel that sense of service. And then suddenly you've got an abundant amount of 
DJ sets, music production jobs, sound healings that you need to do, workshops that you need to do. And that's my reality. It's like all I do 24-7, not 24-7, but at least about six days, six hours a day for about five to six days a week is I'm either in my studio, I'm either DJing at the dances, I'm either doing sound healings, or I'm doing workshops on the power of music and sound. And that's because I think that it's got to the point where people recognize that that if they align to my frequency, then we all have that collective unity. And that's what music is designed for. Beautiful. And that that also kind of like answers a, a related question I had, which is, you know, how to, you know, all of this is very nice, but how do you make money and, and doing what you love, which is one of the topics of, of, you know, my life and what I, what I share in Unleash Your Full Potential. And you basically answered it, you know, so, so be unique to yourself, you know, obviously learn the craft and, and, and everything, but, but bring yourself and then people would recognize your vibe and, they would hire you because you're unique and you're not like mm. somebody else. And also what I'm hearing, and again, some, some of it is vibe and some of it is also strategies and things is, is like do a few things as, as you do, you know, pr- producer, mm. DJ, sound healing, workshops, uh, mm. music for wellness, and mm. all of, and probably there's like a few other like uh, aspects and, you know, activities there that, that you do that I think also cross pollinate each other. And if there's, there's less, whatever festivals in the season, you're still like doing production or whatever. Uh, absolutely. I, I feel that it's very important to not relate to one particular scene as I'm going to put all my eggs in it, but to have your feet in multiple pies or multiple camps, multiple communities and but really learn about what those communities are looking for and um the only way that i've been able to not only survive financially myself as a man uh but i I also support my family financially i have a partner and i have a 15 year old child that i've been uh supporting financially not completely solely but pretty much on a level of as a father and as a as a husband uh, for about you know 15 to 20 years, I've been supporting them at about 80% of my income has been coming from the diversification that we're communicating about. And I've realized that um, the, other, the other areas that I also do is I also provide tech support and training to producers and DJs that are learn- wanting to learn the form. And so I've, what I've learned is that... Um, you know, diversification means that there's always work for you to do, but the way that you engage and, and uh, create work for yourself and therefore create income for yourself and then also you got to have enough to better support your family is through being willing to be a creator. So being willing to have the courage to say, yeah, I could do that. I could teach you or I could perform for you or I could do many things in relationship to this medium. And, and, and having that courage of it's like, I can, you know, like, mm. let's do this. An actual fact, I know I've got something really important to offer you. I'm ready, you know, and, and, I'm, and this is what I charge and this is what I need. And I'm not necessarily saying that, like, 
it's like I, I'm still learning how to make more money in my life. I'm still learning how to make uh, money in such a way that is uh, feeling that I'm completely have my financial life supported. That's my own personal journey in relationship to being a service as well. Yeah. And, and uh, that's where, again, I engage my student energy and continue to learn from my teachers about financial balance and learning them and then relate that back to, well, if I'm seeking balance in music and I'm seeking balance as an audio engineer, I also need to seek balance in my financial life. I also need to seek balance in my sexual life. I also need to seek balance in my relationship with my son, with my relationship with my mother, with my relationship with my brother, my friend. Um, you know, all these areas of my life, it, it, they're all about balance and they're all about... But that, I come out from a student point of view of like, how can I reflect what I, you know, so uh, confidently communicate in music and sound into these other areas in my life. And that's a journey, for sure. Beautiful. And it's, and it's really nice to see that you've, you know, uh, you're not subscribing to the, you know, the poor, starving artist uh, uh, story. And um, that you you are, you know, educating yourself and exploring and, and being a student as well. And um, I know that you also do um, sound healing because that's the first interaction where I met you and I really enjoyed that. I, I, I slept, which which used to happen to me a lot because I was uh, always, uh, always tired, but I really enjoyed that, uh, whatever I did here in that. Uh, like I remember that even the sleep was kind of like informed by the sound healing and I had sound healers that told me it's okay if you sleep because because you get the resonance even better because your mind is not engaged so much um, so what's what can you share about um, your workshops um, what kind of workshops do you do is this is this the technical thing that you do for for producers or what what do you do in your workshops well uh, first I'll just share a little bit about sound healing because uh, so sound healing is like, in essence, you know, no, no um, spoken word, no communication. And then I also uh, run workshops where I'm essentially, you know, just talking to people about uh, the nature of sound, the nature of music, and kind of breaking it down from my perspective and kind of creating inspiration. But I'll just jump back to sound healing for a moment get into that. So... Um, when I started doing ceremonies and uh, started working with plant medicines, I was informed by the plant medicines that I needed to create uh, a single Ableton Live set, which was, in essence, um, the electronic reflection of what would be the ultimate sound healing bank of sounds for a medicine ceremony. Mm. And so the medicine, so the medicine taught me how to um, create sounds inside Ableton Live using MIDI controllers. And so I started this one Ableton Live set. And then that Ableton Live set then grew into doing sound healing workshops with acoustic sound healers, of which I've... Um, collaborated with probably over 20 to 30, 30, even 50 different acoustic sound healers. In acoustic, I you mean people playing, playing physical instruments? 
Correct. Didgeridoos, bowls, mm-hmm. flutes, you know, all the standard uh, acoustic uh, soundhill technology, which is, you know, the majority <laughs> of the soundhill scene around the planet is, you know, bowls, didges, flutes, voice, mm-hmm. drum, all that kind of acoustic technology. Uh, but what I was informed uh, about my role in the scene or in the sound or in the power of sound healing was that my job was uh, again was to be in service or to be in support roles to those musicians so what i do is i support those musicians on a level where i generate uh, electronic frequencies such as pads and synths that are very supportive soft sounds that give the musicians uh almost like a, a sonic temple for the musician to be placed within. And I also often bring in uh, psychoacoustic audio engineering into sound room and use specific uh, effects processing to um, open the mind of the recipient of the sound healing and create uh, direct relationships between uh, the, the, the neuroscientific way that we hear sound and the way that effects can actually open the the kind of like perception of sound because can, can, we geek, can we geek out sorry to interrupt you can we geek out on like if you can share something which is still under might be understandable to a lay person okay sure um the most commonly used effect in uh in music production is this effect called reverb Now, reverb is actually the sound of a sound inside a room. And so if I go bah, and then the sound of reverb is the sound of bah hitting a wall and coming back to your ear. Okay. So it's an audio effect that we put on a sound and it changes the way it sounds. So if we're talking about using sound to open people's minds, Or expand consciousness then what would happen if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now and you have the sound of reverb on it right which you don't have up front so it's very kind of hard to understand but if I slowly expand the size of the room in which the reverb is emulating what I am doing over time is Is expanding the sense of space that you're now hearing my voice in and then therefore I'm expanding your mind psychoacoustically so I do things like I automate or have control over the effects parameters like the size of the river or the speed of the modulation of pitch or the speed of um, delay which in essence if we were to like go into our medicine journey we would realize that we've you know this the, the sense of like maybe you might be in a medicine journey or maybe you might have been in meditation or maybe you might be in a sand healing and you've got this incredible sense of space It's mm. an incredible sense of vastness mm. and void. So I emulate those experiences using my technology. Beautiful, 
Beautiful. I'm so happy I, I, I stopped you and asked that. And, and again, so much of my work is, is uh, satisfying my own curiosities. And in some ways, this is how I bring, I bring service to the world because it's like, I'm just, I'm just so excited about you, what you just shared. My God, ex- expanding the size of the room. I, I know about reverb. You know, I've used reverb as a, as a transition between, between tracks, but think, but, but hearing it described like that, you know, um, increasing the size of the room is also increasing your consciousness because first of all, you're in a small room and suddenly you're in a big cave. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So okay. I study, I study these things and I'm informed from my, kind of like my angels and my higher self beings that they give me messages in my everyday life that say, build this function. And then I build the functions inside my, Ableton live sets and my DJ sets. And then I go out and I practice using them uh, to, to do that, to expand consciousness, to um, you know, play with people in a childlike way where um, we're using these tools in such a way that um, we're attempting. And we're attempting from the heart. We're not, we're not attempting to be psychedelic from some kind of like, you know, I'm going to trip you out. Mm-hmm. But I'm not coming from that place. I'm I'm coming from a place where it's like, um, it's like a child picks up a toy <laughs> and plays with a toy. That's me, really. That's what you saw also when I'm DJ. You see, I'm very childlike mm-hmm. because it's, that's really the essence. And if, if it happens to be psychedelic, and if it happens to expand some part of the consciousness or open your heart or make you move from your base chakra where you want to grind and you want to move and you feel really powerful, then so be it. Then that way I know I'm in service to that. And for me, sound healing is just one of the, the many, you know, cultures, like you've got study dance DJ, you've got DJ, you've got producing music, but you've got sound healing, which is in essence, one of the most challenging spaces because it really actually means that people are listening very attunely and it can be the most dangerous space for music and offering music because people can over-intellectualize it very quickly. And it's also the same with DJing as well. And what I've learned is to um, challenge myself to a point where I'm, what I feel like my offering is when I'm doing a sound healing is the edge of my creative capacity. And it seems to be that for some reason, when I reach the edge of my creative capacity using the total amount of technological power in my MacBook Pro late mid 2015 model, like if I'm pushing it to the edge and all my technology to the edge, I'm using all of it to a place where I'm like, wow, that sounds amazing. And I'm in my headphones or I've got sound system and everything is humming perfectly or humming to a place of balance. There's a moment where I can do nothing with my hands off the knobs and listen. And then in the room, there's some state of prayer. There's some state of brilliance, of offering, of transformational vibration and then I know that I can rest now for the night. My day is done. Mm-hmm. You know? Today I gave 
my 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 sole purpose to to people, you know, to music, to sound. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been a good day. Beautiful. Well, it it feels like a a really good place to um, to end as well. So where can where can so first of all, thank you very much for for this. I really I personally enjoy it, which is my my own intention to really enjoy everything that I do in work and in life. And I'm sure people will uh, do uh, will get a lot from it. So where where can people um, learn more about you? Uh, buy your music, uh, join your sound healing and your workshops. Find out where your gigs are. Where, what's the The best, uh, the best route for me is, um, is to actually uh, Facebook friend me because I, do all, I put a lot of all my posts and all my events on Facebook. But uh, if you want to buy the music that I produce myself, you can go to Temple Step Project at Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'll just read the URL out of that. Yeah, yeah, I have the, yeah, it's literally templestepproject.bentcamp.com and I'll have it in the show notes as well. So. Oh, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. And I, and I have to say, I really entice, uh, uh, ask, whatever, suggest people to buy music and, and your music, you, you, you um, price it very, very um, um, afford, it's very affordable, you know, and it's like the digital album, it's like seven bucks, seven Australian, right? It's like five, five real dollars. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. And, and I, I really enjoy buying music because I feel like, yes, it's like the, the musician gets so much in uh, through Bandcamp. It's not through, through uh, most of the Abs- other platforms. Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, the sales that go through Bandcamp um, pay a part of my brain to say, keep writing more music. And that's, mm. that, that's the cycle. Um, if, uh, if people are interested in also in being produced by me, in other words, if they're actually wanting to come and they're, if they're an artist or a DJ or a music producer and they're wanting to actually work with me on a, on a deep creative level, then And I also invite them to check out www.motivemusic.com, that's M-O-T-I-V, music, which is my music production business that I run, uh, which is where I do a lot of the wellness industry music and singer-songwriter music, but I also do audio engineering for producers, and uh, a lot of that area of my creativity is explored, so please check out that as well. Um, if you're wanting to experience uh, ecstatic dance, CJing and ecstatic dance realm, uh, you can check out uh, ecstaticdancemelbourne.com, which is where I'm currently uh, both on Facebook and ecstaticdancemelbourne.com uh, is where we're, myself and my partner are currently giving our services to our local community here in Melbourne, Australia. And um, what else is there? There's... Uh, I've got a YouTube channel as well, Temple Step Project on YouTube. Uh, but I think more than anything, I think if people feel something with resonance to my uniqueness and the way that I relate to music and sound is get in contact and, and, and become a friend of mine. That for me is like the best way to communicate and to resonate together and and I really what did you say sorry I, i don't know if it's my side or generally the, the internet uh you said get in contact and what i actually just said get get in contact and and, and write me a message and and befriend me is actually the best way to actually 
to, to, to if, if there's something that you resonate, that you want to bring forth, that you want to communicate with me, just write to me on Facebook. It's just the best way because I really appreciate people communicating in such a way that really create a creative community. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you again. I feel uh, uh, really, really inspired and really happy to hear all of this. And I can't wait to uh, see what's, what's down the road, what's, what you're doing, and, and uh, dance to another DJ set of uh, yours and, and uh, come to another sound healing and maybe down the road also work on my, uh, my productions with you and learn from you. So thank you very much for everything that you do. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. I really appreciate the invitation. It's been an honor to connect with you, brother. Thank you, brother. All the best. All the best. See you soon. Blessings. <laughs>